Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. This time... When you can't work from home during COVID-19, or at least from your home, because your job is about hands-on care for other people. I love training the new blood coming in that, that want to do this kind of work. I love training them. And, and I tell them all the time, we need guys, we need men in this field. Home health aid is one of the fastest growing jobs in the U.S., and it's done almost entirely by women. What we do on this earth for each other is the only real thing that counts. It's not about the money. A paycheck is a side benefit for making an impact in the world and in the lives of people. Two women on working with vulnerable people throughout a pandemic and what that work means to them. Coming up on The Broad Experience. Susie Rivera lives in New Braunfels, Texas. She tells me proudly that she's Mexican-American and she's been taking care of other people for a living for more than 30 years. She's 63 now. I caught Susie on her cell phone just after she came back from her shift in a private home one day last month. She started to study for a nurse's degree back in the 70s, but she took a break at one point and never ended up completing her studies. Instead, she became a CNA, or Certified Nurse's Assistant. She says caregiving work was just a job to her for the first several years she was doing it. Then, in the early 1990s, her grandfather got sick, and she went to help her grandmother take care of him. I was already working in a nursing home, but it wasn't really... I didn't really get more in touch with my job, you know what I'm saying? Until I went over there and cared for my grandfather, a family member, you know? That's what you have to do, treat them like you would want your own family treated. So it changed your attitude to the work you were doing. There you go. Yes, ma'am. Since then, she's worked in other nursing homes, in family homes, and for 10 years, she worked at a hospice, helping care for the dying. These days, Susie works exclusively in clients' homes, she gets $10 an hour for one of her jobs, 15 for the night job she does at the weekend. And after living in a two-earner household for years, right now she's the only one supporting an extended family. My wife and I, we've been together 28 years. She was also in the medical field, and she worked in a nursing home until recently, about three, four years ago, she became disabled. So she hasn't been able to work. We have her family, her sister and her niece and her grandniece living with us because they're going through a hard time. They live in a mobile home and it's a bit crowded at the moment. 
But Susie's out a lot. She works about 60 hours a week right now. During the week, she works from 8am to 4pm for an elderly man and his wife. She spends the day in their home preparing meals and helping him with all the tasks of daily living. It was this client who first sounded the alarm about COVID-19 one morning earlier this year. He's a doctor. He's 98 years old. Wow. And let me, let me tell you a story. When this COVID was in, in China, we were watching the news. And I was making his breakfast, and I put his breakfast on the table. He grabbed my hand, and he goes, I'm not going to lose you, am I? And I go, what? You're not leaving me because of this. I said, sir, we're, we're going to work around this. I'm here for keeps, sir. I'm not going to be leaving you anytime. Since COVID-19 hit Texas, Susie has been picking up all the groceries and prescriptions for the couple, as well as taking care of things inside the home. Her client's wife is younger, but she's still afraid to go out and bring the disease back home. So it's on Susie to make sure she's taking every measure to keep them all safe. Like, what does this mean for you? Like, what, like are you wearing a mask? What precautions do you take now? I've had all this. I have a... Uh... The mask, the gloves, the sanitizer, washing hands frequently. Whenever I'm coming in contact with him, when I have to do intimate care, his shower, his bathing, if I'm coming close contact with him, using my uh, mask and gloves. His walker, cleaning that all the time, his wheelchair, sanitizing that, his bedside commode, all that, you know, just making sure it's all clean. Then she has to worry about everyone in her house. For one thing, her wife has a few underlying conditions. And Susie's concerned. And we spoke before cases in Texas exploded and before mask wearing in public was mandated. I've taken care of people with AIDS. I've taken care of people with tuberculosis. I know the precautions and I know what you need to do. I know what I'm doing is safe, but my stress level... And my worry is other people, other people when you go into the stores that don't have a mask, other people that aren't taking precautions. That's what I worry about. She won't let her own family leave their home. She does all the shopping for everyone. On her days off, just to get a change of scene, they'll go on drives together. And this is Texas, so they don't just drive 20 miles. They drive 100, 150 miles just to feel free, to see something different. As well as her weekday job with the 98-year-old doctor, Susie works for an elderly woman two nights a week. She sleeps over at her house, including on Saturday nights. How many hours a week do you need to work to feel comfortable or at least okay financially? I would say my ideal, my ideal, what I would love to do is work full-time and have a part-time job, maybe work 20 hours. So that would be, what, 70 hours a week? So for you, like working full-time, does that mean 50 hours a week? 50, yeah, 50, 60 hours a week, yes. So that's full-time, and then you'd like, ideally, you'd have a part-time job of 20 hours. yes. So you're in an ideal world, you'd be working you'd be working eighty hours a week, which is double, you know, the work week that people talk about. 
Right. But see, a lot of us, we do home care. We work two jobs because we're not getting paid the, 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 the wage we think we need to just get by and pay our bills. Susie is lucky compared to many other home care workers. She says the lady she works for on the night shift is wealthy and she pays for Susie's health insurance. And health insurance is not something every home health aide in America has access to. Susie says this is the most difficult time of her working life. But there's still a lot she loves about her job. The people that I care for, they have been all all sorts of walks of life. They have done different achievements and accomplishments in, the, in their life. And just like my mom and dad, they're still alive. I, I want them to live their golden years out. It's such a, you know, I've, I've brought, I have brought people that I have taken care of. I have brought them to my house for Thanksgiving. I have brought them to my house for Christmas. Mm. And it just, I don't, I really feel elderlies are being neglected. And it's just so, it's just a good feeling to to do my part. And I'm mm. really worried when I get to be in that age. Who's going to be there for us? Do you think of what you do as a job or a career or a calling? It's a calling. Hands down, it's a calling. I love training the new blood coming in that, that want to do this kind of work. I love training them. And, and, and I tell them all the time, we need guys. We need men in this field because our population, you know, we're living longer. And we're getting, we're, we're, we're living longer. We're, uh, we're getting bigger. And we need men to come in and help us, you know, and as far as lifting the people and getting them taken care of and transferring them and getting them to their appointment, getting them in and out of a car, of a vehicle, you know. I, yeah. I love training the new people coming in. And everyone that comes in, I give them my phone number that wants, that's learning this job. And I say, call me anytime, day and night. I'll walk you through it. you really like it once you get into it. She says few men do train for this job. Some that do end up as registered nurses. She loves to see that. She's waiting to retire for as long as she can, so she and her wife will have the most comfortable retirement possible. She says she's pretty fit and she's got it in her to work several more years. But she wishes the current situation would calm down. I've seen it all and done it all, and I really thought I had till this pandemic came. I have been through so much stress and I just want everybody to know, everybody that cares for elderly or does elderly care, care for disabled, that just do, just do your job and do what you can and we'll get through this. And just everybody stay safe. Susie Rivera in Texas. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. 
But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. My next guest lives and works in the Northeast, where COVID-19 spiked in the spring and is now coming under control. Maria Colville lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts, but she was born and raised in Trinidad. My mom was a Red Cross nurse for most of my life. And so sometimes I would be with her when she goes to functions like the carnivals and so forth in um, Trinidad or any major event in which the Red Cross was asked to be on site. And in my village, she was known as the village nurse. So everybody popped in with, with a scratch or something broken or something bleeding or whatever. And she was, our house was like the general hospital for our local community. And so watching her and experiencing the compassion and the joy that she got out of helping others selflessly impacted me. Before she emigrated to the U.S., Maria worked for a credit union in Trinidad. But she says corporate life didn't really suit her. She liked the idea of helping people the way her mother had. Like Susie, she's been looking after the vulnerable and elderly for three decades. And the pandemic has had a big effect on her life. Normally, she'd work with three clients simultaneously. She'd go to different homes on different days or at different times of the day. Until recently, she worked 30 hours a week. But the coronavirus has changed all that. I have chosen to stay with one client right now. She's in her 70s. And I am aware of the atmosphere. I'm aware of the the fear of coming into contact with COVID-19, especially when you have major pre-existing conditions, which she does, which most of our consumers do. And so for that safety in the atmosphere, for that, that comfort for her in that atmosphere, I choose right now to stay with one consumer while I get assistance financially. She's been able to get some unemployment through the CARES Act. It goes some way to making up for the salary she's losing right now by working with just one client twice a week. Maria says she and her client share something important that makes it easier for her to do this work right now, despite the risks. I think one of the great things about working with my consumer is that she's a faith-based person. And um, having faith in God is her foundation. And so that the belief is when you belong to him, when you are a child of God, everything that concerns you concerns him. And so there's that promise of a protective barrier over you and that no matter what is happening in life, it is going to work together for your good and not your hurt. And what about you? You also have a deep faith, right? How how do you feel about going out to work right now? I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it because I believe that in a crisis, 
not doing anything is not an option. It is people who are well that has to get on the front line to assess those that are not. I am not a part of the problem. I am a part of the solution. And so because I know that and I'm aware of that, and yes, I'm a faith-based person, I know that God has called me for a time such as this. Everything that I've been trained in, um, my mentality going in or dealing with any aspect of fear is covered. I don't have a, a reason to worry. If I die, I die doing what I'm called to do. I die helping others. Now, all this said, Maria is taking the same precautions as Susie Rivera. She's a member of the Service Employees International Union, and she says the union supplies its members with protective equipment to the extent it can. But when it runs out and has trouble sourcing more supplies, and this is very common in the U.S., aides like Maria are on their own. And even right now, we're still having problems um, getting gloves. Masks we are able to get, but gloves is still on high demand. There is not enough. One of the good things is that close to me in Cambridge is a convenience store that has a ready supply of personal protective equipment. She says the prices are decent, and when the union supplies run out, she buys what she needs out of her own pocket. I asked Maria the same question I asked Susie. What does she like most about this job? An intimate, hands-on job that isn't well paid. The opportunity to make an impact in someone else's life. The opportunity to be an extension by which another person can feel whole. When your body betrays you, what happens is you accustom walking or talking or doing things for yourself and somewhere along the line, you lose the ability to do that. To have someone come into your life that is able to allow you to achieve the same goal with a little help in an area that you can no longer perform. That is major. That is an extension of your life that you, you value. And so how could you not want to make an impact like that? Do you feel valued in your work? Yes. And that's not always so with every consumer. I've worked with consumers that were very, very negative. Negative in, in terms of the... That mindset of superiority where you're looked down upon because it seems as though your job is minimum wage or you're in my home, so you just need to do what I say. Your opinion is not important. If I am a healthcare professional and I'm coming to assist you with the things that you cannot do, how can I not be of value? Maria doesn't say in so many words that it's white people who are condescending to her. But she does say this. Systemic racism is coming, crashing down. It does not belong in our society. And so people can be very mean, even though you're helping them. And sometimes it's not just about the way 
their thinking is because of their own personal frustrations. They can't do what they'd want to do that was normal to them. Who likes someone between their legs, cleaning them and washing them and having them naked and, and, and having to brush their teeth and having to go? Nobody would choose that if they had a choice in the matter. So they're betrayed by their own physical body or by their own mind. And so the only way they feel better is to lash out, even though they're lashing out at the people who's helping them. That is why you can't take anything personally. It's not about us. She always tries to remember that. She knows her work is helping others, whether they acknowledge it or not. And that is its own reward. What we do on this earth for each other is the only real thing that counts. It's not about the money. We're not just here to make an income. Uh, A paycheck is a side benefit for making an impact in society, for making an impact um, in the world and in the lives of people. I'm excited about what is happening in the midst of this crisis because it's not all negative. People are coming back to the core of who they are. They're discovering the the true meaning of why they're here. And that's a really big deal. Thanks to Maria Colville and Susie Rivera for being my guests on this show. And if you'd like to hear another show that focuses on women who work in other people's homes, tune into episode 73. It's called A Nanny Speaks Up. And in that show, we cover some of the power imbalance that happens when your work isn't in a neutral place like an office, but on your employer's home turf. That's the broad experience for this time. If you have any comments on this episode, you can post under this episode at thebroadexperience.com or email me via the website or tweet me or post on the Facebook page. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to support this one-woman show, you can do that via the support tab on the website. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks, as ever, for listening.